Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with the Alchemy Collective, a group of strategy-first brand and marketing professionals that are working together to transform brands from the inside out. Uh, in the team, they have a brand strategist, our director, marketing strategist, and content strategist, and they work together to help brands identify the why behind the what. And we're actually specifically welcoming Geely and Vanessa and Georgina and Diane to our program. I don't think we've ever had four guests on the Digital Agency Show today, so we are breaking new ground. So Alchemy Collective, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm kind of curious... Whose idea was this to start a collective? Was there was one of you responsible for for pulling you all together, or did it just kind of happen out of uh, out of uh, more of a kind of a natural chemistry, or what was the beginning? I guess I, I can chime in. So it sort of was kismet, I guess. Um, so I actually, when I it was twenty twenty, we all met through COVID. So we're all in the Denver area, so we're about an hour apart from one another in distance, but we spent our entire first year just meeting online. Um, We met through a group called the Denver Marketing Mavens on Facebook. And I actually had posted that I was looking for a brand strategist to team up with me on a project and had probably like 20 people respond and then answered all of them because I figured, oh, actually brand strategists are really good people for designers to team up with. And that was how Vanessa and I met. And then from there, we kind of continued the conversation and Vanessa, Diane, and Georgina were already talking with one another and Vanessa pulled me in to their little posse. So that was how it started. Yeah. And really, I don't know that it even started with the idea of wanting to create a collective. We were just also isolated working on our own, you know, as independent consultants in the midst of a global pandemic. And we really just wanted an opportunity to have other people to bounce ideas off of, wax poetic about the work that we do. So we kind of found that in each other and it was more so of a kind of virtual networking thing to begin with. And as we got deeper into discussions, we realized that there was a lot of opportunity for us to be able to work together. And that's kind of where the idea for the collective was born. And we decided to have it as a collective rather than a formal agency or create something, some new legal entity because we're all businesses in our own right. And so we were thinking about kind of how are we going to do this and work together? And and we did look into at one point, maybe forming another LLC. And like personally, I have like my business is an LLC partnership. I have another business with my husband. Like I don't need any more businesses. 
Um, so we we thought, hey, why don't we just be a collective and then we can do really great work together. We can have it under a uniform brand from the client's perspective. But in terms of the logistics, whoever's kind of leading that project with that relationship with that client, the business goes through them. So it's turned out that from a kind of admin point of view, it's it's a, a nice straightforward way of running things because we don't have the agency overheads. We just kind of quote the price to the client and then we divide it up between us. And then that's that's that. I mean, that was going to be one of my, my very first question of how does money flow through the collective? So it sounds like that's solved with this idea that you each have your own individual businesses. Is, is there a legal entity between the four of you or it's all purely through your own businesses? Purely through our own businesses. So we basically subcontract one another. Cool. Yep. Because I, I feel like having a, uh, you know, when I first, I've heard people go, oh yeah, we're going to like create like a legal entity and we'll all put like a certain amount of our money like into the pot together and then we'll have like bylaws. And I'm always like, man, running an agency is hard enough. Like you trying to figure out how that stuff works just, just feels like it's it, it's a lot, right? But I like this idea. So you each have your own businesses. There is no, there's no like collective bank account. Like everybody basically, you have your own rates between each other. Yeah, I think the whole point is collaboration and to create this collaborative effort. Um, hitting on that isolation piece, I think it just gets lonely working by yourself. I love teams. I love being on as many teams as I can. And I feel fortunate to have met these ladies. But I think forming the collective, how we have, it just feels it feels nice to have our own independence and then come together. And we've worked on several different types of projects together at this point. And it just feels like we can contribute, bring our different skill sets. I feel like there's no overarching like entity that's like weighing down on us. We just come in. If there's a project that we want to be on, we can pull our resources, be on that project together. And if there's something that we don't want to be on, then we can also have that ability to set boundaries and say when we want to contribute and when we don't. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it's kind of allowed us to travel light. You know, it's like we we have the support system of working with each other and there is sort of the default, which is like, hey, if there's a project that comes in, I'm going to automatically go to the other three and talk about it and see if everybody's interested or who's needed on the project. But we travel light in that, you know, everybody has an option, right? Like to, to work on the project or not work on the project. And then the client also is really only getting what they need. Like if all four of us aren't needed, then all four of us aren't on it. Out of curiosity. So, I mean, first of all, I just, I love that this came out of a year where people felt they like became more isolated. And it sounds like professionally, you almost went kind of the other direction. You kind of created some really cool alliances and and friendships through this process, which I think I, I hear from people a lot. I'll talk to them and they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm in this bad place because like COVID happened to, you know, COVID like took all my business, you know, and it's just, it's cool to hear. It's inspiring to hear that you were able to take a, a situation that was, bad for most of the planet and turn it into something that's probably going to define at least a chunk of your next chapter professionally uh, between the four of you, which is really cool. I, I can't speak for the other three, but I can speak for myself. I had the most lucrative year I've had in all my years of business since meeting the, these three. Oh, 
That's awesome. That Yay! Just, that, Love that, to hear that, it. That. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. So like with, let's look at something like as simple as like a proposal, right? So you have to create a proposal for a client. Let's say, you know, let's say I come to, to Vanessa for a project or whatever, I don't, I don't know about the collective, but I need I need all of the collective's help, right? So how does that work? I mean, are you then all coming in and kind of co-pitching on it and Vanessa's taking the lead on it? Um, how, what is pricing? Like, how do you end up deciding on what you're going to charge the client? What does that stuff work? Yeah, that's a great question. So if, it, if a project comes through me, for example, I will have some initial conversations or correspondence with that client to get a better sense for what is it that they need? What is it that they're looking for? A lot of times clients will say, I need a brand. They reach out to me as a brand strategist, thinking that I'm the one that's going to create the logo and that's not what this is, right? So after getting a better sense of what their needs are, then I can bring it back to the team, give them kind of a rundown on what it is that the client needs, whether the client has asked for it or not. We kind of have a sense for (laughs) how to go about helping them with whatever um, they're trying to achieve. And from there, we put together our thoughts about how do we approach this? What, how much time and energy effort is it going to take? You know, what should the process look like for this particular client and their needs, their, what their team looks like, all of that. So we put all of that together, then share it with the client. Um, obviously, in the meantime, there are conversations with that client to let them know that there is this larger collective kind of in the works behind the scenes. It won't just be me, for example. But that's that's the kind of cut and dry process that we follow. Um, it can vary from client to client, project to project. But we really try to take the approach of, you know, we don't do the one size fits all. Here's the cookie cutter solution for the business or the brand because you can get that anywhere, right? We are we pride ourselves in kind of high touch, really digging in to understand what their deeper needs are so that we can support them in the most meaningful ways possible. And that takes some some time up front, but it's worth it to make sure that we're making sure that we're working with the types of partners we want to work with and that we're also giving them exactly what they're wanting and needing. So then are you... So let's say it's... it's. Uh, so I've come to you, Vanessa. Is, is it... Because it's, you know, quote unquote, your client and then now we're using the collective. I mean, are you... Is there is there a benefit for you? Are you able to make a margin on everybody's services, or is everybody kind of getting their 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 own cut for what they do, and that's how you kind of stack the value? That's a great question that we have had to navigate just recently. Because in the beginning, we were like, "We're all just here to do great work, right? Like, <laughs> let's just whatever it's going to cost. We're exchanging, you know, hours for dollars, and that's what it is." But as we've kind of gotten deeper into it and gotten a better sense, got, gotten our senses around us in terms of we're kind of running a business now. We've had to have some of those conversations that 
underline, like, how does this work for each of us individually? So we have started identifying, you know, kind of finders fees. If there is an individual that brings in a project because they're dealing with all of the, the, the billing and the admin stuff, then they get a little bit of an extra cut for the work that's required to get all that stuff done. It takes time and each person should, should get paid for that time. So we, we're we still figuring some of that out, but it is something that's a piece of this now because at the end of the day, like time is money. <laughs> we want to make sure that everyone is getting paid for the time that they're spending creating something big and meaningful from this collective. Have, have there been any... So it sounds like you had to work out the details. Have there have there been any disagreements that got heated in trying to figure out this stuff? We're all just pretty nice. Sorry, <laughs> it's kind of it's crazy. Yeah, I mean we we really haven't. Um, yeah. like because I think I think sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but no, go ahead. I think the kind of overarching thing about this collective and about us specifically is that we came to the table not wanting to complicate things, right? Like we've worked other places where things got overcomplicated and there were policy over people and, you know, it just things were more difficult than they needed to be. And we didn't want that for ourselves and for each other. So as things come up, let's have the conversation, figure out what works best for the group and keep it moving. That's how we typically try to approach everything because the last thing that we want to do as individuals that are working for ourselves and choosing to work together is make life more difficult and complicated for each other. And we're just quite upfront about the awkward questions and just just quite open to it and, and talking. And sometimes we do have to do a little bit of negotiating between ourselves if they're... Because sometimes it's not necessary at, at an agency or... And whatever a situation you've got multiple people working together, um, sometimes you have a budget and sometimes some people do more work on it than others. Um, and so sometimes some people run out of capacity. And, and so those are conversations that you, we just kind of have between us and work out, okay, well, do we need to go back to the client and get more budget on this? Or is this something where we can kind of trade hours? Or how, how is this going to work so that the work gets done but everybody feels like the, it was fairly done to them. Yeah. I think a point that you brought up earlier, Vanessa, too, is that you know it's, it's high touch and the focus is on the client. So I think when we come to the table with any project, we're being methodical about it. And it's not we're not just bringing our personal feelings and our own agendas. We're really looking at it at, collectively as a collective and looking at what is best for the client. How can we help them meet their goals? You know, help them exceed their expectations and really help deliver on on what they're looking for. And I think that helps our approach. And the kind of work that we do, like we are strategy first. We are doing the high level thinking. So we are the ones doing the work. We might have a couple of people behind the scenes helping us. We might bring people on, but we're not we're not like intensive delivery factories. We've not got like 20 people that you never see as a client and they're just churning through the copy or the social or the whatever. Like we we are doing the bulk of the work. So we want to make sure that it's it's stuff that we want to do. What's been your response from clients? I mean, I feel like, you know, that, you know, that would be a question some agency owners or freelancers out there are thinking about right now is 
well, how do I explain to my clients that they're not just working with me, that they're actually paying this group of people? And um, has, has the response from your clients been been positive? Or like, they're like, I don't really care how you get the work done. Like, sounds good to me. Like, has it been, has it been like a non-issue? Has it been something that they see as a big positive? Or what's been their reaction? I think it has been positive. I mean, you know, once we kind of just un- explain the, the structure, that doesn't seem to actually be much of a problem. I think as long as the client knows it's going to be easy for them, where it's like, yeah, you know, sure, we've got this collective name, but don't worry about it. You're, you know, you're going to just receive one invoice. Like some of that is we've made sure it's very easy and simple for the client. Um, and so that they understand, you know, all of the, the inner workings are going to be handled internally. They don't have to worry. I have found personally as the designer in the group that it has helped a lot actually to say I have a team because as a designer in particular, people are, you know, they come to me for deliverables. They come with the like, I need a logo. I need a digital ad. I need whatever it is they think they need. And it has so completely changed the conversation that I have with them because before the four of us came together, I already knew there was an issue with being a, you know, a deliverable factory because I always felt like there was this huge component missing. It was like, well, what are we designing around? Like if we don't have a strategy and we don't have any way, you don't even know how you're going to deliver this in the world afterwards and they, you don't have content. Um, so for me, it's actually made the conversation much easier because I'll just say from the outset, you know, just to let you know, I actually have a team. Um, and sometimes that means the client is not going to be a fit, which is fine because they may not have the budget for a team. But I, I know that, you know, I very much came to a point where I, I don't want to work on a project as a designer solely because it's usually lacking the strategy if there isn't another, at least one other team member on it. So long story short, I think, honestly, it's made, for me, it's made the conversation easier. Yeah. Has anybody had a bad reaction to it or like a negative reaction? I mean, you're all, you're all very nice people. You, uh, you, you seem to... Uh, <laughs> Put the awkward questions right up front, or kind of address them. I mean, has it has you ha- have you had a negative reaction from any prospective clients or existing clients that they're like, oh man, now I got to pay for like four people to help me with my website versus just one person? But they don't have to pay four people. That's that's kind of the point. We're not paying. Then we're not. Pay, they're not paying an agency day rate to keep us all in like in food. They are paying for the number of us that they're actually using. Got it. So we we haven't had that reaction because if they don't need graphic design, if they don't need content, like whichever bits of us they don't need, they're not paying for. Mm. I will I will say it though, you know, there have been clients that have come to us and said, we need X. And after digging a little bit deeper, we recognize that they actually need X, Y, and Z. And so when we come back to them with our recommendations of this is what you need, this is why, this is how it's going to get you to where you want to go, then sometimes there's sticker shock, right? They were coming in thinking that they were just going to get this one thing and going to pay for this one thing. And now we're telling them that they should be thinking about all of these other items. So in in those instances, sometimes we've had clients say, thanks, no thanks. And really for us, that's okay. You know, we have this mindset of, Everybody isn't for everybody. We're not going to be up for everyone. And every client isn't going to be for us. And that's okay. We'd rather work with people that understand the value that we bring and kind of respect what we are recommending to to get them to where they're trying to go versus trying to pull teeth and convince them to let us do our jobs. Mm -hmm. One of our uh, key messages 
that we that we came up with when we were working on um, our personal branding is people connect with brands that are connected to themselves. And I think that's a key component of what we're discovering as we evolve and work together are what are our our boundaries and what types of clients do we want to work with so that we can do our best work and show the value of you know bringing in the brand strategy, content strategy, marketing strategy, art direction so they can truly be rooted in why are we doing what we're doing instead of just consistently executing like you were talking about, Geely. If we can be connected who, with who we are and serve as an example of that, you know, we can help them do that as well and get them the kind of clients and work they're looking to get. With your... I mean, now the collective, you're kind of marketing it as a collective. And so I know you've mentioned that you're working on your own brand, your own website. So how, how do you decide how to market the collective? Because I assume at some point some energy, some money or time. I mean, right now the time is being spent to kind of market the business. But I mean, at some point in time, is is the vision that you're going to be be really focused on on marketing the brand of the collective beyond your own individual brands? Or, or what's the thoughts there? Yeah, in fact, we... Sorry, go ahead, Georgina. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm probably <laughs> going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> what We started this whole process by taking ourselves through the branding process that we take clients through. So this is where we are now, but we started the conversation about the like actually what the collective brand would be last summer, probably kind of April or May time. We were like, well, either let's do it or we're just chatting. And so we decided to go for it, but we were quite strict with ourselves. And so we started with Vanessa, we started with the brand strategy and we are taking ourselves through the paces that we take clients through. So now we're at the stage where we we have a really clear idea of, of, of what we want to do and who we want to work with. And Gilly's done awesome work on the visual design. And once kind of with the website, that then the world's our oyster. Now we start talking about ourselves a lot. <laughs> and to that end, I mean, Georgina is also then taking... Like we've been talking about what are going to be the practical steps that we take to actually start marketing ourselves. So what are the engines that we're going to use? And Georgina has been working on a plan. I think I think we're all keeping our individual businesses because there will be instances where someone truly does just need brand strategy. Someone truly does just need content strategy. And that's okay. But more often than not, I think as we are getting into conversations with clients, it becomes very apparent very quickly that we need something else because mm. the client needs something else. So it's a balance of both worlds. We'll have our own businesses as needed, but we also have this collective that serves a higher need for our clients. Do you, do you think there'll be a time where the collective becomes its own entity? I mean, I think that it's... Um, has that been a conversation at all? Or have we kind of said, hey, that, that's going to make this thing complicated? You mean a legal entity, as in we actually incorporate it in some way? Yeah, legal entity, there's a bank account, there's money in the bank account. Like it's, it becomes like, hey, you're doing business with the entity, not necessarily like individual. We don't know. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing is off the table, but yeah. we're also not there yet. We're, we are yeah. figuring it out as we go along, but it works really well how it is right now. So we're sticking with it as it is. And I think the, the beauty to all of this too is that we're, we're the foundation of it. But I think, I think someone said this earlier that, you know, if we see a need as greater, we can bring in 
you know, an extension from our larger community and our larger network, say if digital marketing or, you know, web design or something else is needed, we can tap into those other resources and individuals um, to bring in their skill sets. They think we've seen and experienced with different brands where people just don't know where to go. And it's like, I have to go to all of these individual people. And then there's so many cooks in the kitchen, but we want to be that foundation, which is why we start with the strategy and see what people need and can provide them with that. And I think the way the collective is set up right now, it it gives us that flexibility to do that. And that, that, that is kind of one of our strategies. It's kind of a community strategy, but in a way it also works for us as a marketing strategy, which is that we, Diane and I have been working on this long list of contacts because we, we do see ourselves as sort of this, I think sort of like a hub with all these other spokes that could come out of it because because there are four of us, we have a much larger network amongst us. So we do know all of these other people in adjacent fields, like photographers and videographers and digital marketing people and all those other areas of marketing that we can tap into. So, you know, that way we're also, you know, we have this expanded community and expanded collective in that regard. That's really cool. I, I kind of think of like Tuckman's group dynamics. You have this like, Forming, storming, norming, performing. Like what, you know, will the band grow to five? Or is that yeah. like the outer perimeter? Like we don't let them in the inner circle kind of thing. It, it could. <laughs> it could. We all know. I, yeah, I love, I love the, the laid backness. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I, for, as an outsider, somebody who's heard people say things like, oh yeah, we want to do a collective. I think, I think a lot of people get caught in in the details and they try to work out a lot of issues that they don't actually have yet like some basic issues like do we have clients do we have work coming in right how do we pay each other i mean those are things obviously that are earlier stage kind of things but i do think that some people that are looking at doing things what i what i've watched as an outsider is they they start to solve or spend a lot of time and energy solving problems that maybe they don't have yet and then the the collective kind of fizzles like then after like four or five months, everybody's like, wait a minute, there's no work. Like we're not, you know, there's no there's no actual thing that we're doing. We're just talking about like, theoretically, we're all going to bring it to their clients, right? But then that doesn't happen. But I think it's, you know, so I love I love that you haven't crossed all those bridges, right? I mean, I think the reality is, is work on the stuff that's, that's right in front of you. And it seems like that's working out really well for you. I think we're pretty good at, at staying present. You know, it's, it's like, um, because we do stay in, communication with each other. I mean, we have a Slack channel, right? Like we're, even though we're not in the same room, we're communicating with each other all the time. So I think we're pretty good at just being present. And I think that may be why none of us are that stressed about, well, are we, will there be another member? Who knows? Like, we'll see, (laughs) you know, or will we form a legal entity? You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I think is kind of how we feel about it. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e the number two m solutions.com. All right, back to our show. And I think too, just like thinking about the last, you know, the last couple of years and just seeing seeing a collaboration like this come out of of this type of of time, 
right? It sounds like you're you're overcoming one of the things that a lot of solopreneurs suffer, which is, man, they're in their home office, they're working on a brand strategy, they don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of. They might feel like their client is not fit to be that sounding board or they're going to come off as unprofessional or not know what they're talking about. When in reality, that's a big part of this stuff is just having somebody to bounce ideas off of, right? If this was like, a, if we were all machines at this, right, we just go like to the branding vending machine and we'd put our like $10,000 into a little, a little slip and out would pop a logo, right? But like the reality <laughs> is, is it's like a messy process that requires talking it mm-hmm. out. And I know a lot of people out there that are listening to this are feeling like, man, I'm, I feel isolated. I don't have people to bounce ideas off of. And that first thing that you, you all were talking about is like, it, it sounds like it first started as kind of a mastermind support group, but then you actually all loved each other's work. So you started to do, do more stuff uh, together, like actual project work and, and kind of start slow on that. So that's really cool. Yeah, just to quote Diane did say one day on the, on a call, she said, I feel like I have coworkers. And we're like, well, you kind of do. It's, it's mm. Yeah, I was going to say something corny just now, and I guess I'll say it. Um, I've been at this thing a while now. Like, well, there have been lots of people who have been doing this a long time, but I feel like I've been at this a de- like a little over a decade. And I have given up like on my own entity before I've gone back and I've gotten a job and then I've gone back to business. And I feel like with COVID and the pandemic, it just really hit a lot of people, the isolation, all of that. And a lot of us, you know, we're starting or restarting businesses right around that time. And I feel like for the first time I have like a support group and coworkers, yes, that I never had before. And I feel like this has been so motivating bouncing off ideas, like you're saying, the collaboration. I feel like a reason I gave up in the past is that, you know, it's that mindset thing, the the mental health, it's it's draining. It's hard being in this alone. So the fact that there is community building and something like this can come out of it is really, really nice. And I'm very grateful. That's awesome. Well, this has been this has been a lot of fun. I uh I've I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about alchemy and what you're putting together. I think you all have a beautiful mindset and a, an amazing accomplishment so far on this. Uh, we always end our shows with a lightning round. We've never done a four guest lightning round, so we're gonna <laughs> we're in a new territory today. We're in new territory today, so we'll, we're gonna we're gonna try to be we'll try to be as lightning as we can. So we'll e- I'll ask each of you just one of the I'll ask each of you each question. Uh, so we'll just kind of go around in a circle. And uh, we'll make it happen. So, Geely, what is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the best advice, but it's memorable advice. Um, when I was in, I was working in an art store after college, and somebody said to me as a creative, learn how to do everything. Mm. <laughs> Julie, that falls <laughs> under like the worst advice. That's <laughs> the worst advice. That might be the worst advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Georgina, what's your what's your best <laughs> advice you've ever received? But I think I think for me it is it's kind of just keeping perspective and just some some really good advice around like taking a step back. Like when when things get tough, when things get just just go for a walk, get outside, go for a walk, do something else. Like there's no point in forcing it and that's something that I've found just helpful throughout my career. Diane, best advice? Yeah, I 
remember several years ago, I asked someone that I really looked up to, like, how are you so successful? How did you do this? And I, I always will remember this. They just looked at me and said, I'm no more successful than you. I'm, we're all in this together. I'm just figuring it out just like you. And it, I've taken that with me just that, you know, we may put people on pedestals in our head, but we're all in this together. No one has their stuff figured out. We're all just doing our best and that humanizes it. Vanessa, best advice? It's from my dad. When I was in college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up at the ripe old age of 18. And he said, if you love what you do, you'll be good at what you do. And if you're good at what you what you do, the money will come. So just find what you love. And I lost that a few times in my career. <laughs> but since joining this collective and going out on my own, I have re-found my love for this work. And it has definitely put me down the right path. That's so good. So good. Personal habit. Daily habit routine. What's the personal habit that's contributed most to your success? Back to you, Gilly. Uh, can somebody else answer this question first? <laughs> I, I can answer. We're going backwards. <laughs> My mantra is let's just have the conversation. I think it, throughout my day with this collective, with my clients, in my personal relationships, it is always, let's just have a conversation. I think we get in our heads a little bit about, you know, big, scary conversations and how people are going to react to, with, to things. And so I've made it a really important part of my life and my day to just pick up the phone and have a conversation, right? Like the phone doesn't exist anymore <laughs> or get on Slack or whatever is most comfortable for whoever I'm working with. But like, just have a conversation so we can move forward. Georgina? Habit contributed most to your success? I think just list making. Yep, that's going to be the one because I make <laughs> a lot of lists um, and I make a list every day. Like I, uh, my um, organization system is super analog. I have like a, a big pad and I write down, I put all my calls at the top and I write down all the things I have to do that day. And that, yeah, and I, I've done that for 15 years. <laughs> Nice. Loving, loving the list. Diane, what's your habit? Yeah, I think I'm working on this every day because I constantly give more of my energy than I receive. So I'm learning how to fill my own cup. And Georgina's a great accountability partner. So she's been helping me learn how to say no and set boundaries. And I've been much happier in creating space. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I'm to work on that. Working, working on the B word there. Very good. Uh, Gilly. Okay, thank, thank you all. We gave you some time. First. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I think self acceptance has become mm. my daily habit. Like um, throughout the day, especially if I'm if I'm finding myself annoyed with myself, because there's certainly things I do that annoy me. <laughs> but I have I think just kind of stopping and going. You know what? It's okay. It, it's just however I'm built. However I do things. So maybe I bombed on something. Maybe it didn't go the way I wanted it to. Maybe it went great. It's all fine. So I think that that's been kind of the thing that has kept me sane. Very cool. Uh, we'll do this one quickly. Uh, book. What book would you recommend? Oh, I, I can go first if we want. I just finished one that I really, really loved. Um, I just read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, 
And it it just really helped to center me as an individual and a business owner because it's all about trusting what you know and not looking outside of yourself for the answers and just moving forward and trusting your intuition. Who wants to jump in next on book recommendations? Vanessa, looks like you're you're about to go in. What what do you got? I'll jump. Yeah. <laughs> this is this kind of piggybacks on my habit of conversations. It's called Crucial Conversations. It's it's not a very exciting book. I think in the way that you're probably thinking about what are what are good book recommendations. But I read this years ago and it has been so impactful in both my personal and professional relationships because it's all about how do you have crucial conversations when you know stakes are high, emotions are high or whatever it is. I think that's a big part of the work that we have to do sometimes. Clients maybe not agreeing, maybe we're not seeing eye to eye within the collective, whatever it might be. So how can you have those conversations that leave everyone feeling heard and not drained and frustrated? Gilly, you got a book? I do. Um, there's one I just read actually called The Way of Integrity that I really enjoyed. In fact, I might listen to it again. And it, it's by Martha Beck, who's written a number of things having to do with them um, being aligned. Um, but this book in particular really talks about you know, being in alignment and how being out of alignment with yourself can really derail you. I mean, it's kind of like Vanessa's quote from her dad. I think it's kind of that same idea. It's the, you know, being honest with yourself and knowing what you love and then taking, using that integrity to guide you. Georgina, book recommendation? So pretty much anything by Brene Brown. Uh, She basically got me through 2020. (laughs) At the beginning of 2020, I didn't know who she was. I, um, I didn't, I had a chat with someone and I had to Google her name. And then by the end of the year, I had read all of her books. So I think uh, I'm going to go for um, Dare to Lead. Very nice. We will link out to the complete Brene Brown collection in our show notes, as well as uh, we'll put Dare to Lead at the top there, as well as Crucial Conversations, The Way of Integrity and Untamed. So if you're listening out there and you're on the road or you're on a run or you're on your bike like I am as often as I can, and you didn't have a chance to write all those down, that's okay. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast. You'll see all four images of our amazing guests on there at the top. If you're listening to this week of, click on them and you'll see lots of takeaways, insights, nuggets, quotables, as well as links out to all of these uh, amazing books on there. So how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? We do have an Instagram feed um, that is going to get more robust very soon. And in the very near future, we will have a website. It is alchemy.co. And alchemy is A-L-K-I-M-I-E. That is the 16th century French spelling (laughs) of alchemy. (laughs) Very cool. Figure a couple of uh, strategy first or, or, you know, brand first strategist... uh, Come up with a cool name with cool spelling and the original French spelling and all that kind of stuff. So if you if you didn't catch all that, that's okay. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll link out to the Alchemy website. We'll link out to the Alchemy Instagram. And if uh, if you all have individual websites, I think it'd be cool to link out to the individual brands that make up Alchemy as well. So we'll just organize all that. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast and you can catch that uh, on our website. This has been fun. We had 
four guests on one show. We have this is groundbreaking. So thank you all for <laughs> for making that happen for for uh, the whole Alchemy team to be here. So thank you, Gilly and Diane and Georgina and Vanessa for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.